Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 25 for the 23rd of November 2006. Uh, good afternoon, Ian. Hi, James. How you doing? Well, I've got a bit of a cold, so I'm hoping that now I'll have a deep and sexy voice just like you. Yeah, I sound like I've got a cold the whole time, I think. <laughs> That's part of my large charm. Um, anyhow, um, we've got loads and loads of news, haven't we? Stacks of stuff. Stacks and stacks and stacks of news. So we better crack on. We're going to talk normal format, so which is in? We're starting off with UK news, international news, content delivery, IPTV, stuff to do with mobile TV, gaming, and... Yeah, just stuff, other bits and other bits and bobs. Excellent. It's been quite a busy week in sort of pretty much all fronts. So, mm. um, obviously, the news we kind of didn't get around to quite in the last recording was the UK uh, debacle going on, where the last time we talked about Virgin Media looking at buying ITV, the major independent uh, commercial station. station here yep. in the UK. Um, soon after we'd uh, released the last podcast, uh, B Sky B stepped in and bought a 17.5% share, was it 17.9% share, which has had everyone talking about it since then, basically. Mm, Indeed. Um, I mean, they could have. The lawyers are circling. (laughs) Indeed. Everyone's unhappy, except for Sky, who have stopped NTL doing anything. Yeah, so it's a bit, uh, but obviously from a, there's a a communication act that stops them owning more than 20%, uh, so they haven't ostensibly done anything Naughty. Naughty or outside the bounds of the rules, but uh, Richard Branson isn't one to keep quiet, so he's uh, shouting, Um, and I guess it just means that other people might be interested in buying ITV other than the Virgin Media, the the quad play guys, or the multi-play people. Indeed. uh, Now, so that's... uh, uh, Murdoch was so keen to buy it that he he lost £80 million in the deal. This is James Murdoch, I guess, really. Uh, I I must admit, it's it's Beast Gubby as a whole, really, isn't it? But uh, obviously everyone likes to jump on the back of the Murdoch name and suddenly say that's clearly what it's all it's it's Dr. Evil again or whatever exactly so, taking over the world um, which uh, anyway we can't really comment on that uh, but it looks quite an interesting story and as I said the, the lawyers are circling and I, mm. I read something just today about how you know the lawyers are anticipating a nice 40 million dollar bill that they <laughs> really? can take out <laughs> so Christmas comes early for the lawyers well you know when you buy a billion dollars billion pounds sorry worth of anything uh, you know that's yeah small that's, percentage is a big number that's expensive isn't it um so I think it's it's interesting. It's obviously it's an interesting business manoeuvre. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I guess it doesn't help that ITV doesn't have a, a CEO at the moment still. Mm. So it doesn't have a lot of direction yeah, or leadership really. A headless chicken or something, who knows. But uh, still good programmes. Another bit of English news is Channel 4, who's obviously the, I think they're the second largest commercial channel mm-hmm. in the UK, has announced their amazing for odd service <laughs> I don't know if that's how you pronounce it F-O-D no 4-O-D 4-F-O-D is it fear uncertainty Ford? and doubt or F-O-D anyway 4-O-D spelled um, number 4 O. which they're going to launch D. I don't think they're going to launch it just on PCs but they're going to launch it with this BT Vision service and on the cable channel which I guess is now Virgin Media indeed or to be cool as well as p- uh, um, PC based solution hmm. uh, so that means you can basically download any of any of the, they're talking about having their entire catalogue of programs yeah a 30 day catch up component which is one I mean it looks really good until I got down to this release where it says how much they're going to charge 99p an episode is that what? well I think it is I mean it has to be something there's not this is channel 4 we're talking about here well there's um, some good stuff some like good stuff. what? Um, 
What's that one where the two guys, uh, the Peep Show? That's a great program. And I oh, bought the, the Peep DVD, Show. Yeah, that's and true. that was like eight pounds or something. And there was like uh, what, you could rent them for episodes? two. You could rent them for two pounds an episode. Five for ninety nine p an episode. So that's, that's not too too different, I guess. Yeah, but then yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see. But again, it's not Mac, so I guess it's using Windows Media. Uh, oh, really? Stuff I would okay. imagine. Um, so then maybe you can't burn it. It's not clear what will happen there, but. Mm. Uh, Interesting. So they're obviously, uh, you know, embracing the new digital age and, um, well, promising to. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> we'll see. Let's preserve judgment and we'll keep see. watching we'll that. I think because it looks it looks interesting. Um, the website for 4OD, I guess it'll be on channel4.com or .co.uk. Mm. So unless it's 4OD.tv, it'd be interesting. I haven't had a chance to look, but we'll check it out. Uh, international news. Um, talking a little bit about uh, US cable interactive standards or mm. um, OCAP as it's known there. Mm. The, um, so Cable Labs who have been trying to get to the point of being able to use any box on any of the mm-hmm. cable networks and uh, you just plug in your local card and away you go um, have been struggling with trying to achieve standardization across the entire cable network in the US for many years. Mm. Um, they started in 1988 and they've just as of November 20 had their uh, had 13 companies rock up and have a bit of a... An interop uh, fest. Interop fest. To which see I think is worked. very much a Cable Labs thing. Uh, yes. They all like to have these interop kind of things. See if it actually um, works. And OCAP is obviously is stands for the Open Cable Application Platform. Mm-hmm. And my understanding of that is it's kind of a superset of the MHP standard. Uh, yeah. uh, and has come a little bit from the DAYS, which was the ATSC platform as well. Mm-hmm. Um so it's been kind of cobbled together but I don't think there is this is a release from Cable Labs I yep. believe so it's it's really trying to say that what a fantastic and well supported well, thing it is uh, Don the Senior um, Vice President of Advanced Platforms and Services said uh, the results of this event surpassed our expectations they don't actually say how many <laughs> bits worked and how many didn't so yes cable operators attended uh, and there we go <laughs> Yes, brilliant. brilliant. I mean, I it's, it remains to be seen, but uh, okay. When it came out, like that looked like the next big thing. I mean, cable's big in the US. Uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be one of those things that took yeah. off and everyone would use. But comes down to the operators. I mean, there isn't much interactive going on in the US at the moment. There's a bit on satellite cable. I don't see much don't noise at all because um, the proposition is still lots of TV and there's a two screen thing. You've got more doing something on your PC whilst watching TV. Exactly. Um, so that's that's uh, our international use for today. Fantastico. Um, content, a little bit of stuff here. Um, HBO is looking to uh, follow in the footsteps of 4OD, mm-hmm. seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little, they're in a little bit more of a tricky situation. HBO is obviously a, a very popular cable channel in the US, um, indeed worldwide. I mean, it's it's seen as a uh, advertising free pay channel, probably the premium pay channel, right? Um, because it's offering made-for-TV movies and movies, first-run movies. Mm, so it actually uh, creates a lot of programming as well. Mm. Um, the difficulty with them is that, obviously, they're a cable channel, so they sell their channel to operators, yep. to networks who deliver the channel to customers. The customers pay the, the networks who eventually pay HBO. Mm. So HBO going directly to customers competes with the very people that are, you know... Cuts out the middleman, but does. obviously doesn't doesn't, doesn't keep <laughs> middleman very happy. <laughs> but I think that's well. At the moment, they seem to have they've got this this great uh, brand, and people mm. expect it. And HBO mm. is what people aspire to. Certainly, I know in Asia, um, in the UK, maybe not not so much. You've got more brands, like, I guess Sky Movies and things like mm. that over here, um, and own channel branded movies. But 
interesting if they're, they're thinking it says they're considering doing an internet right. channel um, okay so, so they're just trying to put a few feelers out and see how many people get upset see who drops HBO but I think at the moment that's a tricky one for, for North American uh, sites we had a bit of news here about interactive and I think interactive has been certainly in the UK as a, as a leader in interactive mm-hmm. um, I know you've got experience of interactive in more Australia? Antipodean parts <laughs> um, but I think everyone goes to this general learning curve when they start doing interactive don't they they, they, they start do. off saying oh we're going to sell millions of dollars of, of interactive advertising people are going to pay a fortune for games every program is going to be interactive and then it kind of winds back winds back and then it ends up with being sort of gambling where they can do it mm-hmm. some casual gaming maybe interactive advertising if you've got enough eyeballs watching um, and then some some kind of information services maybe government sponsored or something like that so um, there's been a bit of a reaction in the UK certainly as I said which kind of led this space um, and there's been some sort of mainline names both appearing on interactive TV and pulling out of interactive TV I think there's we saw a release here about Honda basically deciding it's not worth their while and I think a lot mm. of this came down to the, the business to business pricing tariffs that people like Sky in the UK were charging a huge amount exactly. of money and I remember in the early days when Interactive just started on Sky that the, the, the word on the street from the advertising guys was Coca-Cola walked away because it was too expensive and Coca-Cola Whoa. is and if <laughs> Coke walks away <laughs> you know everyone says Ooh, this is a bit pricey so mm. I think this particularly came down to Sky charging a lot of money to get access to subscriber details so when you press the red button right which is the which is the value in the in exactly that, getting you know, a hot really, lead and yeah. you know sell me the car or whatever so they did apparently they dropped the price by 80% I think recently and it's um, taken off more in 2006 than it has in 2005 Mm. So it seems odd that it's juxtaposed with the Honda Ditches ITV. Yeah, and also another article where Guinness is doing an ITV. <laughs> exactly. So Guinness know. started. So yeah. I think it's, it's clearly mixed messages. Maybe it's it's more in relation to the, the time of year and people setting budgets and expectations True. and the budgets are out of sync with the price drops True. or whatever. And I'm sure Sky dropping their, their prices is in relation to, to mm. market demand or whatever. And I also think in the competitive market in the UK, again, Freeview is also... I mean, I've watched Freeview uh, probably more than I watch they're Sky. Interactive on Freeview. Yeah, they they're popping up little buttons um, right. quite frequently now. But I'm not quite sure what the they must be saying SMS something to this number because there's no return path inherently. Mm. Although there is a new interactive profile downloaded into uh, into this, and I noticed um, the same interactive system we have in the UK has also been adopted for terrestrial television in New Zealand. So right. all the sheep will be happy anyway. <laughs> so uh, the, that's the MHEG system we use that's in right, the UK. Yeah. So I, I don't know how popular digital terrestrial is going to be in New Zealand but because um, I know the pay TV operator did distribute on terrestrial there initially but they moved to, to satellite that's right so uh, interesting so we'll have to see I, th- I think the, the key part of interactive television is that uh, everyone's kind of watching to see where it will change when we go to IPTV mm. because there's not a lot of real interactivity on IPTV at the moment but obviously, with a fast always-on return path, um, you know the world. I the think the personalisation is more there because you kind of know, hmm. you know who everyone is in the broadcast world until they interact. You don't know who they are. Correct. Um, and that's too. that's the power of it as well. Okay, so moving on, um, mm. Replay TV. Yeah, um, for those of you who don't know, Replay TV was one of the the big names up there with TiVo in the early days of DVRs yeah. but uh, I think they great name I think they were actually the brand was bought by another company I seem to recall oh, okay. uh, and they kind of just faded away and I think they, they eventually closed down their, their product based services and they, they've right. now like they've reborn as a software only play essentially hanging off a, a PC so mm-hmm. tell us a bit more about this so you can do DVR like stuff on your PC so you add a tuner card to your but PC but I can do stuff on my PC already 
Yeah, but this gives you things like surprise me, trademark. Which is when it actually records the program you wanted to. <laughs> uh, this useful feature surprises viewers by automatically recording programming featuring favourite actors, directors and genres. So it's like something like what you might like, but not necessarily. Well, they have that on DirecTV already. I mean... They do. Uh, yeah. They have uh, Find okay. More, which allows you to find other shows and movies similar to in genre to oh, the right. ones that you like this. Watched. Useful searches as opposed to unuseful searches. <laughs> which is you can what, what can you do with that? Display a list of primetime shows, series finales. And I think this is this is the important one: the smart channel guide for smart read expensive. Ah, okay. Um, and TV navigation, you can skip, quick skip, registered trademark, skip 30 seconds of ads. That, they're going to love that. Or 20 minutes in a program if you want. Brilliant. So what's, what's the point? Well, the point is you buy the software for 100 bucks and you pay 20 bucks a year. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. the point. Um, and you also need to have hardware as well. You need to have a TV tuner card. Uh, so they're kind of shipping the software with a free trial. Um, but I really... I don't think so, Tim. Don't see. I mean, someone's obviously trying to. Whoever bought them, and I can't remember the name. Maybe someone will remind us. Is just trying to think. We need to do something with this IPR before people forget. It's right. TV. It's a great name. But, uh, um, yeah, okay. I'm not quite sure what that gives us above. You know, lots. There are lots of competing products out there which are doing similar exercises mm-hmm. there on uh, the, the replay and DVR on your PC kind of stuff. I mean, I was. I've been using that at home. Um, so you do similar things on your Mac, don't you? Yeah, with my um, not, I'm not using Front Row. I tried Media Central, didn't work mm-hmm. so well. I've now actually You're um, trying with your Mac. Yeah, I've actually now bought a new TV, so I'm using a set-top box again, um, <laughs> which it hasn't got a PVR in. So right. I am, I am kind of missing the PVR a bit, having right. having you know tried the forbidden fruit. I'm thinking oh, actually it would be cool to record that or whatever. And, and actually mm-hmm. the transcoding feature to the my PSP or an iPod or something is quite cool as part of that package. That is cool, yeah. But obviously I don't have that anymore. Um, but I'm sure Apple will come out with the iTV in the new year and then I'll be sorted. Then I You'll can, be happy. Exactly. Then I can come back to that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll need, then need to upgrade my home network to 802.11n and all this kind of stuff. So we shall see. But uh, It's a hard life, isn't it? It's a hard life. We'll have to wait till the new year for that one. Okay, so IPTV. Um, there was a uh, telco TV conference uh, which we've we've seen a bit of news it's about. It's probably one every day, I think, at the moment. There's there? there I mean, so many huge ones. And, and the whole story there is all about user-generated. That seems to be top of the pile in all of these IPTV yeah. conferences at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. It's all um, user-generated. I guess YouTube has probably fallen off the agenda because Google have got them. <laughs> That's um, right, yeah. But there's, there's loads of other similar services. Um, I was reading about one earlier this week that sort of reskinned itself and made it look nicer. And, right. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, you know, <laughs> and to put a big sign, Google buy me on it or <laughs> something, right. please, you know. Please, buy me now. Um, so, but user generated is, is certainly a big thing and it does certainly spur. I, th- I think the biggest challenge there, it gives you far more content to look for as well. Um, yeah, exactly. And the challenge is not so much getting, I mean, the very, I mean, IPTV by its very fact can get video to the home, but if you've got an infinite source of stuff, how do you find what it yeah, is you I think watch? Actually, the website I remember now is called stupidvideos.com. Which that is sounds fantastic. Which is, I'm sure, uh, you know, we can't see it here in the office, but um, it's uh, aimed at you know teenagers, very much mm-hmm. like YouTube viral marketing. People saying, right. "Hey, look at this!" In you know, stupidvideos.com, right. it's got stupid videos <laughs> on it. Um, I'm going to have to check that out. That yeah, but it, it's they, again they just reskin it to make it easier and nicer. But I, I don't think, I mean, YouTube's interface was pretty 
crummy. I mean, it's like MySpace. Everyone says, oh, it looks, it looks terrible, MySpace, for instance. You know what? But it doesn't matter. But exactly. The people who use content. it don't really care. Yeah. And part of the looking crappy and stuff is, is good yep. um, from the user's perspective. Um, the other stuff about uh, IPTV we've got here is that um, everyone's running around trying to work out how to distribute the actual content in the home. So there's a few technologies there that are competing home PNA and Mocha. Mm-hmm. Uh, different ways of trying to get uh, enough bandwidth across existing cable within the home. Yeah, I think that's a distinct US kind of situation where they've all got wooden walls. Um, really? So they all run, lo- there's lots of cables everywhere and typically every room in the home has got a phone point and a, and a coax outlet as well. Okay, so so Mocha is multimedia over cable. Uh, so you can just plug in adapters to go in there and, and HPNA is using the phone twisted pairs in the home to make mm. your home network. Um, certainly here in the UK, that I mean, my home's only got like one phone line coming in in one room, mm. and I think there are there are a number of um, coax outputs in the wrong places. Um, I don't know about Australia; is everything tends to be pretty wired there? No, modern houses, yes, but uh, generally, generally. But uh, I mean, most houses in Australia are wooden, so it's fairly easy to actually modify that, install cables, punch holes in walls, mm. and things. Or go wireless as well, I suppose. Cause yeah, and wireless is easy through wood. Whereas in the UK, a lot of places, a lot of people live in flats, which are mostly concrete, yeah. and drilling holes in. I mean, I mean, even the the water pipes are stapled onto the walls as opposed to going through the walls in yes, the UK. Yeah. So that uh, different challenges. And also, again, the, the, I guess there's the density for wireless. You get more interference. You're not living and in an ideal world. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But certainly, I think if you've got the opportunity to put in a home multimedia system, you know, stick in the twisted pair, get your Cat5 around yeah, the home. Absolutely. That's definitely the way forward. Okay, so on to mobile news. Wow. Racing ahead. Seems like we're starting to get to the point where... I sent where my first mail with my Gmail thing on the app, on my on phone. Your, on yeah, yeah, phone. I was right. on the... Uh, I was on my way home last night on the train getting my wife to pick me up and I, she wasn't answering the phone. Turned out there was a power cut in my village, so there was no... <laughs> so that's why she wasn't answering the phone because a lot of people now have phones. It's maybe mobile related. Phone in the home is decked technology. Oh, so it's cordless phone. Cordless phone. Needs power. Needs power. I mean, you say, oh, it's a battery-powered phone, but it na- needs... Unless the phone itself is hardwired into the jack, you're not going to be able to make a call on it. I hadn't really realised this. Typically, and I could I walked past the phone exchange on the way to the pub because that was the only place with lights on. Um, <laughs> what the pub? What the and and they had the generator was going in the exchange. <laughs> so the exchange had oh, power, right. and that provides power down to the handsets. Ah, but if you don't have a handset course, that yes, actually yes, is yes. old style wired in, ring-ring, yes. it's not going to work. And I, I clearly wasn't alone. A lot of people said my phone didn't work. So... You, and it, did, it makes you think when you lose power, what, what mm. you actually rely on, and, mm. and lots of things go down. But uh, And mobile phones don't work where I, where I live either. So anyway, we had some real mobile stuff to talk about. Um, we, and did. I did, we talked about at the end of last week about um, this all-you-can-eat package on 3 in the UK and mm-hmm. about New data Skype and, where you can yeah. download as much data as you um, want, different applications. And we pulled out a little app here. They were talking there about Skype and how you could use Skype. Um, there's another bit of news we found here about some software called Truphone. I think um, T-R-U-P-H-O-N-E. Yeah, which if, I mean, there's a bit, a lot of ifs here. If you mm-hmm. have a phone that has a SIP stack, um, which is the... Session uh, initiation protocol, protocol, which is the protocol on which IP, voice over IP generally works. Yep. Um, so if, we, if you have a SIP stack and you have a phone that works with this Truphone stuff, which I think is limited to... Uh, one phone. Is it a Nokia? It's a Nokia E series, but is it Symbian or something? Or is it just? And yeah, this is a guy the from. Yeah, they're, they're on the Symbian operating system. Yeah. So this so is. If you have one of those and you go to a Wi-Fi or Truphone.com, you can download this thing and you can use Wi-Fi and you can use your phone. So he doesn't mention how long his batteries last, does he? 
<laughs> okay, so the idea is that the mobile is not just using the GSM wireless network, it's actually using a Wi-Fi hotspot mm. uh, to do basically free calls across the internet. So um, this is going to put pressure on the mobile operators who for mm. the moment have had, you know, basically great coverage with the cell, you know, the mobile cell network. But uh, once you can move somewhere like your home, for example, which you might have a broadband mm. Wi-Fi network at home, and have free calls on your mobile using the same handset, then that's going to put pressure yeah. on the prices, just like it has done with uh, normal. But voice I don't calls think this is this is like a trial thing. It's like free until December. Right. It's like an opening thing. It's like I think Skype had the same thing. They were I think Skype recently announced they're going to do free phone calls within North America or Canada or something yes, for right. the rest of time. Um, but outside. But this is the thing. If you want to dial a real phone assuming the power's on you know someone if you go if you I know in Skype it's called Skype out if you go out of the internet into mm -hmm. a real a real device there's a connection fee and a tariff so That's right. you have to buy credits or whatever as you do with Skype I guess so it's not free well um, we'll have to see how this uh, I guess it's quite interesting if this phone if you could use it without having a a GSM card in it, you know, without having a subscription, could you just go to Wi-Fi oh, points and use it as a phone. Well, you can get, you can now get Skype phones yeah. that connect to Wi-Fi hotspots. Yep. And off you go, talk to your Skype buddies quite, for free. Quite expensive, I guess, aren't they? And I suppose yeah. you can use your. Um, the phones are expensive, but your, the calls are free. Yeah, the, they call them Palm thing, Palm Pilot. Yeah, you can or do your, You've been able to do it pocket PC yeah, for pocket a while. PC, you yeah. can do that for a while. So, nothing particularly uh, unusual there but again in South Africa there was that wacky story last week about someone who had a file sharing thing South Africa mm. they clearly don't have much else to do there except <laughs> get on the phone <laughs> well all our South African fans will have to write in and, and <laughs> the other thing is they, uh, th doing. this thing about chocolate phones now yeah, this is, is the you, LG is phone. LG or you, you've got a Samsung one but I mean yours, yours is more a kind of green and black chocolate phone isn't it but I don't know these chocolate phones does it look like a bar of chocolate or well it looks kind of like it does look like a bit of a bar of chocolate actually yeah. very sleek very smooth styling um, they're very much sold on how they look they were is immensely a, popular in is Korea. it a girl phone it is indeed a girl phone yeah. um, unfortunately of the people that I've talked to that actually own the phone the operating system is really bad and the buttons don't work properly because they're all touch sensitive but it looks beautiful and given that 50% of all phone purchases are based on how it looks They've done really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now so I heard the um, the three announcement. The guy who runs three, Canning Fox, who's a Chinese guy from Hong Kong. He had a bright pink one. Apparently, this is bright pink chocolate phone. No, not chocolate phone, but a bright pink phone. I don't know because he likes it or something. But you know, each to their own. Uh, I did see someone on the train the other day who had a, one of these um, Nokia phone that is. It looks like a lipstick case, and it's got no really. It's got like a dial on it, a oh, more little, like an iPod controller, and it's got a mirror on it. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. quite. And you, there's no, I think it's voice activated, or you have to dial using really? this kind of scroll wheel kind of thing. Um, oh, I, I've seen that advertised, but never quite. Yeah, I did. I, when I was in Hong Kong, a um, buddy of mine bought one for his wife, but she, I think she gave up using it after like a day or something. Because <laughs> it's you have to pre-program all the numbers, and if it's uh, noisy, okay. you can't do the voice dialing and. Right just a pain but uh, I saw someone using one I thought wow that's cool but it did look like a nice kind of look like a lipstick holder or something I guess right. it's something you can just there is a uh, B&O Bang & Olufsen yep. uh, phone that has uh, the display and uh, a push button but looking like a rotary dial in the opposite position to the normal you know normally phones have a display up the top and the keypad down the bottom Yeah, yeah. this is a flip phone but it's it's got it the other way around so the idea being that um, yeah, your display doesn't get sticky from having stuck it on your ear all the time these phones are very expensive. They're about $1,200 US to buy. Right. And I actually saw one uh, the other week when I was in Munich. 
Right. Yeah. So, so you, the bit you've been writing on, you slap that on your ear. That's exactly right. So you get earwax on your keypad. <laughs> on your keypad instead of your display. Um, but I think it's one of those things that you have to be seen to have one because... It's like the Virtu phones, the diamond-encrusted Nokia. Exactly. It's like the Lexus that's of right. phones, yes. but the B&O has got its own... I guess you've got Stylish everything. Brand. You know, home. Home. Yep, that's right. You need the phone. phone. Indeed. So that's what's happening in phones. But games, all stuff is happening Lots. in games at the moment. Well, um, lots of stuff. Obviously, PS3 launched, I guess, didn't it? Yeah, last week. And there's been lots of people happy, frustrated, mm-hmm. um, but generally playing lots of games. But we still don't have one here. I did upgrade my PSP, though. So to version, to three. version 3, um, which off the top of my head includes access to a kind of an online manual so you can actually see there's it's basically web pages but right. you can get them from from PSP a bizarre one is you can do timed recording of RSS feeds as in podcasts or as I, in I, I've never actually managed to get any RSS feeds on my <laughs> PSP I haven't I've yeah. tried a bit but obviously not too hard cool I don't quite know how you down, I get maybe cool. it, it wakes up and then connects so and downloads the podcast. Cool. Yeah, this could be cool because it has Wi-Fi in it. It could wake up, pull down the podcast and have it ready for you as opposed to having to do it on your yeah, PC. So I, I guess that's what it is. I haven't read the manual to find out how it works, how to get there. Uh, you're also supposed to be able to download, I think, PS1 games. Maybe and play them on the on, the on your PSP, PSP? I believe. Wow. But I think you have to have a login on the Sony online thing okay. to do that. So I'm not quite sure how you do that. Um this remote play thing, I think we talked about it last week, about mm. you know, it wouldn't be cool if you can actually have a remote session on your PSP from your, your PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3. And you can, game. but not for games. Oh. Uh, as far as I can oh. see, you can do music uh, and photos okay. and video as long as it's not well, copy cool. protected. Right. So clearly it's... Blu-ray? Can you play Blu-ray discs in your uh, PS3? I think that might count as copy protected yeah, content. Okay. So, uh, again, I haven't tried it. The other bizarre one is uh, there's... USB camera support. Ooh, so you can plug a USB camera in. Yeah, on the uh, on the photo menu it says there's a USB camera and memory stick. Oh, so, so I don't you know can whether take pictures with it or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't plugged. Well, but I've got a PSP. I have, I've got a PSP, but I don't have a, a Sony camera, so I've got a Fuji camera. So I might plug it in through See the USB happens. thing if I can, because it's got a funny little connect thing on it. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that does. Maybe I mean th- I did hear they were going to be launching a voice over IP thing for it, but. Yeah, but we haven't seen that yet, have we? No, no. So I'm not quite sure. What's okay, there, so we've got, we've got the PS3 that's launched in the States, mm-hmm. but the Sony PlayStation 3 yep. out in the States won't come to Europe until March next year. Yep. Unfortunately, we've got the Nintendo Wii, which is launched in the States as well, mm-hmm. uh, to critical acclaim, and everyone's very happy playing Wii Tennis and Wii Bowling. Um, I'm looking forward to getting mine. And we've also got uh, the 360, the Xbox 360, which has been out for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, which is quite mature now. Everyone seems to is, is quite is comparing it a lot with um, the PS3, which has just come right. out. And most things that have been around for a year with half a dozen software updates are normally fairly reliable. And they're saying the PS3, oh, it's not quite up to the Xbox 360 yeah. standard, but mm-hmm. I think um, it just needs a few more software revisions until it's. Because they were supposed to come out with that revision on the first day they launched. I don't know. I, I must admit, I haven't seen anything. Any, I haven't had time to look at any news at the moment on PS3. But is it being well received? Do you think? Uh, I think there's slightly there's, there's a slight disappointment after all mm-hmm. the wait and the expense of the console, which in the US is about six hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, they get it home and it doesn't work on certain TVs and certain resolutions. The, the That's an HDMI thing, though, isn't it? I guess. That's no, a scaling issue. It's not um, on, on the on the according to the Sony executive on antiquated HD TVs. Yes. How antiquated can an HD <laughs> TV be, but never mind. 
um, it has some scaling issues. Um, uh, it, it's just not as polished as they, as yeah. they would have expected. So. I think they'll get there. But, but they've uh, sold out still, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you a small number of a popular thing, you'll sell out. Yeah, so. yeah. And um, Nintendo DS is getting an MP3 player, again, like the Opera browser thing. Did you ever get the Opera browser? I've got the Opera browser, and it's, it's actually quite funky. It works really? pretty well. You yeah. can actually uh, use handwriting recognition write down your you actually use the uh, URL stuff stylus and, and write it in, which wild. is a whole heap quicker than trying to do it on the PSP. Where you have to actually enter each letter yes, in a kind yeah. of. You know, Did you have to train it for your handwriting, or was no, it? it just recognizes it? Cool, easy. It's great. Um, the Even screen your is a handwriting. Bit small. That's impressive. Even my handwriting. Oh, wow. That's right. The screen yeah. is a bit small, but you can kind of zoom in and see stuff, and you know, zip around with the touch yeah. screen. So it's it's not bad. I mean, you don't. I don't think you'd use it every day, but if you is were it Ajax compliant, can you do like well, net vibes and stuff? Can it's you? It's Opera, so we can do everything except for Flash. Okay. Can't do Flash, unfortunately. Otherwise, you'd be able to watch. Um, YouTube movies. videos on But there. then on Flash support on the PSP, you can't watch videos. Oh, disappointing. It's not. It's Flash compatible, but not compliant. One of these kind of bizarre things. Um, so the MP3 player is, again, a little cartridge, which has got a slot for a, uh, a memory memory card of some kind. I guess okay. it's SD, and you plug that in, 20 bucks, and you can turn your, your Nintendo DS or Micro Edition into an MP3 player. Neat. Um, which sounds quite cool. I guess uh, probably these are unencrypted MP3s. And just um, a quick article from uh, the Times today, in fact, where and we've, we've got a few people now that have a couple of Xbox 360 mm-hmm. uh, consoles in their home and they right. play games and compete and uh, enjoy against themselves. Okay, against their friends, I hope. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we've, we've got a, a bunch of people that have gone to extremes here because they've actually stolen about a million pounds worth of Xbox 360s from a depot here in England. Uh, which I don't know how many Xbox 360s that is, but that's a whole heap of a Xbox few. 360. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So either they're all going to end up on eBay or uh, someone's having a, a big LAN party at home playing with all their friends. <laughs> or go to a pub near you and <laughs> the guy right. offering you a dodgy <laughs> Xbox. So uh, that's that's a that must be. It's probably a lorry load, right? Yeah, there's a whole lorry load, and they took a couple of pallets from a warehouse as well because they just didn't have enough. <laughs> wow. There you well, go. Well, 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 there we go. It must be a hot ticket item for Christmas. Um, Indeed. Okay, some other stuff. I mean, we've talked before about the challenges in transcoding content to move on to your PMP or your PSP or mm. I guess your DS will be doing this soon or your video iPod or other kind of PMP device. And the challenge here is it takes massively takes huge time. amount of time to yeah. transcode, even on a beefy PC. So you found a little product, a USB product, which does... Uh, from uh, ADS, right? ADS Tech. I've used them mm, before. ADS Tech. Yeah, I've used them before for a external Firewire bus ATA converter or something. So um, they're doing a USB dongle thing, which it looks like it's just literally a hardware accelerator, right? Yeah. So it's actually doing video encoding in hardware, which is right. but uh, the, oh, in and out over USB too. Correct. So yep. So doing that, it reckons you can take just twenty minutes to encode a hundred minutes worth of video. So that's uh, what, five times faster than real time? Pretty much. Which is good because normally it takes several times longer than yeah, real yeah, time to actually software, do the Unless you have a beefy video card which does it anyway. I think it mentions That's right. That. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, they've called it instant video to go. It's not quite how much instant. Does, how much does that go for? Uh, they reckon that's going to go for about... $80, right? $80, yeah. Yeah. It's not, too bad. it's not bad. It's a time is money thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, is it worth $80 to do it overnight or um, do it in 20 minutes? Yeah, I mean the encoding stuff, and this is where 
you could be inclined to just go to BitTorrent or something and just <laughs> get something it. somebody else has encoded earlier. Uh, I met with some guys from China this week. It reminds me actually, and they were talking about BitTorrent in China. I said, you know, what do they, what do they go for? Um, you know, I said you can get hooky DVDs on the street in China for, um, you know, sixty, seventy pence. Not, not a lot of money. Less the. About a dollar, dollar US. Um, but they said, yeah, people are still BitTorrenting. This was actually a cable really? guy, and they were saying they actually do uh, throttling for BitTorrent stuff. So they, they do packet monitoring. Oh, really? And they reduce the bandwidth for BitTorrent. Because right. if they stopped it, they'd lose subscribers on their broadband service. Oh, okay. But they need to let it through. So they do do throttling. They don't stop it. But I guess maybe that's sort of a government requirement that they mm. have to do packet sniffing. But they can certainly knock out BitTorrent if they want. Oh, that's very uh, interesting. As always, we have a second life story. We do, and this is this is a cracker. Last week, you were you were sort of prophesizing second life is all dead because someone came up with a cloning machine, right? That's right. So if you can clone stuff in second life, the financial e- ecosystem must die. Um, did it die? Now, did we did we see if it was dead? Or clearly not. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> if it's not dead, it's getting worms. Then, <laughs> it's got worms, and uh, this is a, a virus in the second life world. And there's a game called Sonic. Okay, so there's a video game. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. Hedgehog runs around, goes through Mm -hmm. gold rings. Yeah. Apparently, and in this particular virus, uh, like they're calling it a worm, but either way, a rogue program uh, puts gold rings everywhere, and if you run through them, you get the Sonic Hedgehog gold ring sound. Um, You should mix that in. We need to get some (laughs) ka-ching. We need to get it in the podcast, absolutely. So they kept spawning and eventually started to bog down systems and connections for those paying Second Life. There were just so many Sonic Gold Rings replicating themselves everywhere that um, they actually had to shut down the entire system to try and get rid of them. So here you have a virus in a a fantasy computer-generated world. Yeah, we talked in an earlier episode about someone who invented a sort of God virus in World of Warcraft, I think, which That's which right. kind of killed everything, <laughs> but it burnt itself out and it just killed everything within a certain amount. Right. Um, so itself. this is kind of similar, but making gold rings can't be bad. Gold farming, maybe there's a <laughs> should get the World of Warcraft boys in there. Mm, down, if pick you, up all the gold rings. If you run through the gold rings, do you get extra points? Lindens, Lindens, I don't think so. Mm. Everyone has enough Lindens. Well, um, that about wraps up the rapid race through the world of it's all happening at the moment internet and content and gadgets here um, as always your feedback's great we're going to receive it you can reach us at feedback at onthecouch.com and goodbye from me James right. and from me and have a good week <laughs> <laughs>